Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Welcome to the second episode of our International Women's Day Leadership Series. I'm June, Senior Marketing Manager for Southeast Asia at Robert Waters. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague, Nisma Da, Technology Business Partner for Asia Pacific. Welcome, Nisma. Hi, June. Thanks for having me. Nisma, could you tell us a bit more about your career journey then? I started my career in tech 20 years ago as a graduate trainee, and since then I have worked in various global roles across three industries, legal, pharmaceuticals, and recruitment. Uh, I studied business information technology at university, and the topics I was learning sparked my interest. Um, However, my one-year placement as part of my degree reaffirmed my aspirations to have a career in technology. So whilst I was working, I gained exposure to various facets of technology, and I wanted to be part of this dynamic and ever-changing environment. As a technology business partner, what exactly do you do in your current role then? And is there any exciting part of the work that you could share with, our, with me? Yeah, so I act as a trusted advisor to stakeholders in the region. So I'm accountable for ensuring technology and transformation and the department deliver solutions and services that are aligned with the business objectives. So in a nutshell, June, we partner with the business to identify opportunities to reduce risk, cost, and increase efficiencies, ultimately driving positive change and enhancements across the region through our technology platforms. I would say the most exciting part would be building partnerships. I think collaborating with people at all levels from various functions to deliver you know, innovative solutions, um, creating opportunities to add value and increase our competitive, our competitive advantage. You make the role sound so exciting that I wish I knew about this 10 years ago so that then I can now also take on this role. <laughs> Between career and family, what are your priorities as a female leader then? Yeah. Um, my non-negotiable standards are always to do the right thing morally and ethically. Uh, my career and family life have always gone hand in hand And I'm lucky that I'm able to do both without compromising one for the other. And this is largely due to, you know, the support I receive from my family. I'd say I really admire those women who don't have a support system in place, and yet they follow their dreams and pursue their careers. I think it just goes to show, June, that if you are dedicated and committed, you always find a way. Well said. When there's a will, there's a way. Throughout your career so far, have you faced any challenge as a female working in a male-dominated industry like tech? Yeah. I'd say the one which comes to mind is in the early stages of my career, I used to find it difficult to voice my opinion at times, especially in large meetings where we, you know, there was senior management um, present. Luckily for me, I did have a mentor at the time, um, and he instilled me with the belief that my opinions were no less valid than anyone else's at the table. Be fearless in owning your beliefs and don't allow self-doubt to cloud your convictions. By voicing your real opinion, you'll be seen as a contributing member of the team. So what I did to overcome this, uh, I would say, is know your craft, listen and learn, and don't be afraid to ask questions if you don't understand something, especially that one question which is always at the back of your mind. 
Yeah. Um, as I said, knowledge is power. And, and with that, you gain confidence and credibility. I think experiencing challenges in life is normal. Um, for some, it can be a driver. For others, a demotivator. I believe with every challenge comes a lesson. You take that opportunity to learn from it, strengthen your mindset, and then move on. A report from McKinsey found that diverse companies perform better, hire better talent, and also have more engaged employees and retain workers better than companies that do not invest in diversity and inclusions. Despite this, women still remain underrepresented in the tech industry. Why do you think that's the case then? I'd say historically, the perception of tech was someone sitting in a cold server room writing code for hours on end. However, there's so many facets to technology, your problem solving, solution design and development, innovation, exploring new technologies to add value. We should be doing a better job communicating and essentially marketing these to the female audience. Um, technology is such an exciting sector where people with a varied skill set are able to contrib contribute, collaborate, to leverage new technologies to help businesses grow and ultimately make them more efficient to perform their core functions. I think women have a lot to offer and bring a different perspective, allowing well-rounded decisions to be formed, as well as aptitude and talent. I think hybrid skills are what technology organizations need today. With, with regards, June, of what you mentioned about how we encourage um, women, I would say visibility is really important. There's so many inspiring women out there. We need to see more of them. It's the responsibility of organizations to raise the profile of women in the workplace, I believe. Also very important, I think we should start encouraging girls from an early age, starting at schools, at colleges. Schools are usually playing catch up in the tech sector and don't have time to invest in learning new and emerging technology. So what a good thing which is happening at the moment is to bridge the gap. Companies, leaders and universities are encouraging women to join the tech sector by studying subjects such as science, technology, engineering and, and maths. And lastly on this point, I think parents are hugely influential. Um, even casual conversations can change the way a child thinks. Supportive and encouraging parents can make all the difference in helping their child follow whatever career path they choose. So I think it's vital that we start empowering kids at a young age, continuously promoting the positive impact these young women can bring with their diverse skill sets. On the other hand, what advice would you give to female talent looking to enter or even rise up in a male-dominated industry like tech then? Yeah, I would say if you truly believe that you're doing the right thing, have courage and conviction, believe in yourself and speak up, right? What has certainly helped me is to have a mentor, find a person you respect who can provide you with support and development advice through your career journey. Be open to constructive feedback and remain relevant by continually learning. I think it's incredibly important to do work you believe in and work for a company that has values that align with your own be it in tech or another industry. We hear a lot about how women can support women, how organizations can also support women. What role do you think the male team members can play to support their female peers in the tech world? That's a really good question, June. I would say firstly, be aware of unconscious bias. 
right? So don't automatically make decisions where your female colleagues are concerned and always ask. For example, don't assume mothers won't be willing to take on challenging tasks or travel. Secondly, I'd say get the most out of meetings. Meetings can sometimes be overtaken by those extroverts, those dominant figures. So it's important to make sure everyone speaks up and is heard, everyone's involved in the conversation, especially the quieter ones. And lastly, I would say make sure women get the credit they deserve um, and look for opportunities to acknowledge and recognize their contributions in the workplace. In your opinion, what is the biggest obstacle to women's career progression? I'll say remove that roadblock from your mind uh, and have a positive mindset. If you are determined and you have that drive and passion, then there is nothing that can stop you from reaching your true potential. How have you found it best to promote and nurture women's career in your leadership position? I think it's all about recruiting the right person for the right role, irrespective of their background, race or gender. Hiring the right people based on their abilities and experience. I think it's really vital also to have a safe and trusting work environment where, you know, whereby people feel supported and are able to contribute by sharing their thoughts, opinions, concerns, openly with their managers and peers. Diversity inclusion is also at the forefront uh, and being embraced by companies wanting to make a positive change. So diversity policies and programs are being put in place, uh, not just for women, but all aspects for, of, of diversity. Uh, companies are focusing on their recruitment process, creating networks for women, providing opportunities internally for people to develop and grow by investing in training, and um, also providing coaching and mentoring initiatives. So gender, gender representation is a hot topic at the moment, and this is great for women in general. Certain, as you mentioned before, June, certain governments now realize that there's a low representation of, of women in the, in the boardroom, prompting employment laws advocating equal rights. So companies are now evaluating their organization models to ensure that there are more women in senior positions and trying their best to make women feel valued in the work workplace. So this is all encouraging and great for women in general, I believe. Great. Thanks, Nisma. Before we wrap up this interview, is there one piece of advice you wish somebody gave you at the beginning of your career? Yeah, one which sticks to mind is you will not always have the answer and that is okay. Build a network of trusted advisors who you can lean on and learn from. Well said, Nisma. Thank you so much. That's a very valuable piece of advice to our listeners and viewers too. Thank you, Nisma, for taking the time to share your experience and insights working in the technology industry. To our listeners and viewers, stay tuned for our third and final episode, which we get to speak with Joanne Chua, Client Development Director for Asia at Robert Waters. Thank you.